0: How much would you be willing to pay for a miracle elixir, a miracle pill that would have the following benefits? Increased mental acuity. Heal your mind. Generate a sense of well-being and purpose. Place you in control of your circumstances. The mending of your body. Extend your life by 11%, not just life, but quality life. Ensure that all circumstances are working for your good. Deliver everlasting, youthful life where there are no more tears, death, sorrow, crying, or pain. How much would you be willing to pay for such a miracle pill? Imagine now that it is free, but it will cost you everything. Isaiah 55, one speaks of redemption. It reads, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money... Come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. The miracle of redemption is purchased without money, but it does require the sacrifice of your entire life to your Creator. Romans twelve one and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are you ready to make this purchase without money? Are you ready to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory? The miracle is waiting for you. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. Genesis chapter 7, verses 10 through 24. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons, with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort." And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in in whose nostrils was the breath of life, and all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth an hundred and fifty days. Man said, it was Charles Darwin's position that as science grew in knowledge, God would be proven irrelevant. Now the record. This is God Said, Man Said, Feature Article 538. These features are archived on this website in text and streaming audio. They're here to certify the absolute inerrancy of the majority text authorized King James Version of the Bible. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We are pleased that you have come. Keep in mind that your faith is the currency of the kingdom of God your faith is the most valuable thing you possess. Protecting it and growing it is central to the believer's earthly purpose and eternal life itself. It is pivotal to our initial salvation and to all growth and development in Christ. Concerning faith, Romans 106 11 reads, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart, Who shall ascend into heaven? that is, to bring up Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Hebrews chapter 11, 1 defines faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What a marvelous declaration. Growing rich in faith follows a simple formula two passages in particular that deal with faith building are Jude 1:20 20 and 21 and Romans 10:17. The path, uh, passage from Jude reads, "But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life." Romans 10:17 reads, "So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God." Praying in the Spirit and studying and hearing the Word of God builds powerful faith. Our faith is totally founded on the Word of God, so it should be no surprise that Satan incessantly challenges the credibility of Holy Writ. The spoken word of faith harnesses the power of a holy God. It is the believer's ultimate weapon and stronghold that totally decimates the camp of Satan. Therefore, it is imperative that he contradicts the Scriptures to break the believer's hold on faith. Be of good cheer, saints. God's Word is true and righteous altogether. No scientific discovery or any kind of discovery has ever controverted the Word of God, not one. They always, and in many cases reluctantly, end up here. Their latest discoveries of truth invariably end up certifying the Word of God. On God said, man said, you will find many of the world's greatest and latest discoveries confirming your Bible. Archaeology says yes. Paleontology and geology say yes. Ancient third-party non-biblical history and the world's societal records say yes. Microbiology and medicine say yes. Prophecy and the record of man's disobedience say yes. God said, man said, delights in pointing out that modern academia's greatest insights were proclaimed in God's Word thousands of years ago, and so it is in the issue of global water. The Word of God declares that the world was twice entirely covered with water, once in the beginning of creation, and the second time was in the days of Noah. Many skeptics rail on the Bible's account of a global flood and say, if it were true, where did all the water go? They should keep in mind that three-quarters of the world's surface is presently covered with water, and that if if the earth were smooth like a ball, the water would be approximately two miles high around the entire globe, not to mention the fish fossils on the earth's mountain peaks and flood strata all around the earth. The water surely covered the entire earth, and guess what? Scientists are almost entirely on board with this biblical staple. The following excerpt is from the June 2011 issue of Acts and Facts. In fact, evolutionists admitted that this planet could have once been covered with water. Almost. Mike Tice of Texas A&M University said, We are talking about a time when if you were looking at the Earth from space, you would hardly see any landmass at all. It would have almost been an ocean world end of quote god said the whole world was twice entirely covered with water and of course it's true god's word is your place to build a life god said genesis chapter 1 verses 1 through 10 in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. God said, Genesis chapter 7, verses 10 through 24, And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day, were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the self same day entered Noah, and Shem, and Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wives, and the three wives of his sons, with them, into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in, male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, And it was lifted up above the earth, and the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And every man, all in whose nostrils were the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth an hundred and fifty days." Man said it was Charles Darwin's position that as science grew in knowledge, God would be proven irrelevant. Now you have the record.